welcome to the Rip and Dip podcast. Join me I always, god dang, uh, Dale Earnhardt. Across from me is the always uh, fast but somewhat uh, furious, god dang, uh, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> then to my left is the thrice winner but always losing, uh, god, god dang, Dale Earnhardt. God dang. And then uh, always. Past the Copenhagen I, snuff. And then as always, I'm uh, god dang, Dale, D- D- Dale Earnhardt. I'll, I'll drink a bush light to that. Welcome to the podcast. Hell yeah, doggy dog. How y'all doing today, fam? <laughs> I, I don't think we say fam. I heard that one song that that one kid did with Billy Ray Cyrus, and now I'm trying to pick up their language. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what if we kissed on the uh, old country road? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the football show. I've destroyed the community. <laughs> Blow football off the dark, everybody. Yeah. If you heard that sidebar, you'll have to listen to the deep cut. Uh-huh. If you don't have the deep cut, you'll have to pay for the deep cut. Yep. Well. Our deep cut was extra long this week. It was extra deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash fat yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we should say. It was extra deep in the shallow end. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I guess we're here to talk about football. There is stuff that has happened, and uh, it's very interesting stuff. That has happened over these this past drama. couple weeks. You know, it's, it, it is it, all it is we, we are drama, we are at peak off season levels, boys. Yeah, big yeah. drama. There's nothing in the NFL for how many days until the draft? Like twelve from the night we're recording this, less than. Um, it's like tw- like like two like three weeks. Yeah, like two to three weeks. We're 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 like peak off season moment because there's nothing to talk about except drama. Antonio Brown's uh something or other. Le'Veon Bell's a doobly doo. Mike McCarthy's getting massages. Kyler Murray's visiting Arizona with his agent, who is also Cliff Kingsbury's agent. And oh, yeah, that's a thing that happened. Oh, we should we, let's just talk about that first thing because right. I didn't know about this. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the Kyler Murray v- visited with Arizona uh, today, or I don't know if it was. Yeah, I think it was today. The moment we're recording this, or like yesterday. It was today. It was today. Okay, a- and he was there to work out with the team. Whatever. The, the point of the matter is his agent is also Cliff Kingsbury's agent. And we have all of the rumors surrounding the fact that they're going to trade the fuck out of Rosen. So you had a story come out today. David Johnson came out somewhere, was quoted as saying that he's trying to support Rosen and tell him, yo, if you could trade it, it's not that bad. Or something akin to that. He was like trying to like, Rosen, don't worry, we're not going to trade you. It's all good. It's all good, bruh. And then, like, Cliff Kingsbury is meeting with the guy he's going to draft through his agent, which they both share. Uh, To note, Rosen was not allowed to speak to the media today. Oh, I didn't know he wasn't allowed to speak. He was not uh, provided to the media to speak. And he was also not uh, on the field for the workout that the media was allowed to watch. Wow. As As so they're so they're protecting out. Rosen quite a bit. Yeah. As the Cardinals fly, I feel like the reason why they're doing that is because they're not trading him, and they don't want people to ask him and have him give it away. Uh, he, well, he is a little outspoken. He That's might. what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they're telling him they're they're not going to trade him, but they need to keep the ruse up so that some team will give them their next f- ten first round picks. It's well, true, so, so that John Gruden can give them every pick he has in the draft to go up and get Kyler. Because mm-hmm. if Josh Rosen comes out and they ask him about it, and he says, no, I'm not getting traded. What are you talking about? People are like, well. I think he sounds more dopey than that. 
And you made it sound pretty dopey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rose is a pretty smart guy. Oh, yeah, I know, David, but... Yeah, David Johnson said he likes Josh. I like Josh, man. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He was pretty pissed off on draft day. Yeah, he said we were gonna we, teams are gonna be sorry they passed on him, and now we might pass on him. And he was uh, I he think also had like the worst pass blocking and run blocking offensive line last year. Oh, that's right. interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't have much help around him. No, but he didn't. Statistically, I think he was the worst out of all of the rookies. Right? Uh, well, I think Dar- I think Darnold picked it up towards the end of the season in that last few game stretch. Yeah, Darnold, Darnold played really well towards the end. Yeah, but, but like still, up, he, Darnold still, still led the league in interceptions. Yeah, well, he had and a lot he, of picks. He missed. A lot of the season too. Yeah, yeah, it's what not a good, good jet. What a good pick. I, I still like don't it. believe in Sam Darnold. It'll be tough. It'll be tough to tell. I do like the. I mean, obviously they added Le'Veon Bell and they also went and got um, oh crap, the dude from Washington, um, slot receiver Crowder. Crowder, Crowder yeah, Jameson Crowder. Crowder. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. Like, I guess they could probably be okay. They also mostly most of their like stuff was on the defensive side, right? Especially with the line, right? Their defensive backfield. Mo- well, they got Mosley, right? Um, they also went and got oh crap. Um, they got somebody else. Obviously, they still have Jamal Adams, who's yeah. like a really good safety. So the, the defensive backfield's pretty fortified now. Like, yeah, they're pretty it's good. Good. They, they should be okay. Uh, since we started off with the Cardinals and Rosen talk, I wanted to go into my theory that i was kind of thinking of today okay lay it on me who do you guys think has the most to gain from the cardinals taking kyler murray first overall cliff kingsbury who has the most to gain yeah who has the most to gain like who would benefit the most yeah you say cliff kingsbury yeah for sure because it'd be the ultimate turn this turn it into first take yeah i'm telling you why (laughs) big big moon why anyway the point of the matter being if he does this, I mean, it's his big first play, ships out the quarterback, brings in Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray is good or serviceable, he's just got to be better than Rosen, for Christ's sake. If he's better than Rosen and the Cardinals win, like, five or six games, everyone's going to buy in the Klingsbury testimony. He'll be the next guy that if you had coffee with, you can get a job. Josh Rosen. You stole my answer, you bastard. Yep, that's right, motherfucker. Josh Rosen stands my to gain the most from this because he could get the fuck out of Arizona. Come on, Josie. Which, which has a good chance of being a fucking train wreck. I, I really do think that. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray will probably be good. I just don't think Cliff Kingsbury can handle it as a coach. I don't think he's shown anything. He certainly doesn't have the... Remember, he lost he, his job. He's basically... Yeah, he's, he's basically... He also just abandoned USC. Right. But he brushed shoulders with Sean McVay, so now he's an NFL head coach. <laughs> You're well, all wrong. I mean, I'm right. sure we are. But the mo- person to benefit even... the most mm-hmm. is division rival with the number two overall pick, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> all right. Because they get the best player on the board, a generational defensive end pass rushing talent. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go against a generational pass rushing talent twice a year in Nick Bosa. So... This is what my theory is what's going to happen. San Francisco's going to call up their old buddies, Mike Zimmer, up in Vi- <laughs> Vikings land <laughs> and be like, hey, you still want to get rid of Kirk Cousins? And they'd be like, hell yeah. And he's going to be like, you still want to fill in that uh, quarterback hole that you've been, you've been uh, missing? And he's going to be like, hell yeah. And he's going to tell him, we'll take Kirk Cousins off your hand. 
you got to trade for Josh Rosen because Cliff Kingsbury is not going to trade Josh. Cliff's, Cliff's Kingsbury will only trade Josh Rosen if they get a first-round pick in return. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. They're not right. He doesn't have the go-ahead to trade him unless they get a first-round pick to go with it. Right. Which is why he, besides the fact it's still too early, it's why we haven't had anybody like trade two second-round picks for Josh Rosen yet. It has to be a first-round pick. So Vikings are going to trade uh, for Josh Rosen. They're going to give them their first-round pick, and then they're going to get they're going to trade away Kirk Cousins and Stephon Diggs for two second-round picks from the San Francisco, and San Francisco is also going to get Nick Bosa. So San Francisco has Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Why Kirk not? Cousin, Kirk Cousin gets to uh, – they have the cap space to do it, to eat it, but they get their pass – they're basically using it on their pass rusher, their star pass rusher, and a star wide receiver. And Kirk Cousins gets to back up Jimmy Garoppolo, and as good as Jimmy Garoppolo has been in like the whatever six games that he's played <laughs> – it's like, it's like nine or ten, yeah. Yeah, he's been he's also gotten hurt like most of the at two or three of his stints. So you get the best player. possible security blanket, right? And then I mean that I can see that I don't know if the Vikings are ready to give up on Kirk Cousins yet. They've been from the things I've been reading, they've been furiously trying to trade him. Really? Yeah, that's fucking amazing. I love hearing this as a Packers fan. Let me tell you, what. I bet you do. That's so insane to me. Although, give me more tour ready to pass so, on him. In they one are year. literally they're gonna eat. Like a fully guaranteed year of a contract because he didn't. They didn't get. They didn't get. They got worse. Yeah. They didn't. Uh. Well, the. I thought you were talking about the San Francisco for a second. Uh, eating the. San Francisco just got fucked. But they, they have the cast space. I mean, they didn't spend it on anybody. They could have. They didn't. That's fair. That's fair. You gotta hand them a backup contract though. That is an incredibly. I like that theory though. That's very interesting. That would be some interesting, like, Kyle Shanahan, like, taking after Bill Belichick playing that five-dimensional chess. That'd be some shit. World's not ready. That would be an act. <laughs> San Francisco would basically become, like, the cast-off for Minnesota Vikings because Jarek McKinnon's there. Mm. And then, like, Stefan Diggs and mm. Mm. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins would all oh be my there God. with an offensive-minded head coach. Oh, my God. That, I believe, worked with... Was Kyle Shanahan a part of the Washington staff when Cousins yes, was drafted? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm almost. Yeah, he is. That's when yeah, he, he had his career year. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, because then after Shanahan came McVeigh, right? Because we, remember the storylines going up until Garoppolo getting traded. It was Vikings or or, or San Francisco's going to be the ones that get Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that was the thing. That was it. Everybody was saying that. Yep. And then they and got now they get they get their they finally get them. In a backup role. That's <laughs> right back where he started. The perfect I mean, book ending for Kurt Cousins. He's like, he's like, <laughs> is he's... he gonna end? I, I, I thought you were gonna say he was gonna get traded back to Washington. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be the book book. <laughs> back like, to Washington as a backup. Kurt yeah. Cousins is a lot like to Nick Foles. Josh Johnson. Oh my god. <laughs> Kurt Cousins is like the same thing as Nick Foles without the great Christmas presents. And th- that's <laughs> about yeah. All right. He doesn't bring the he doesn't bring the gifts near Christmas. It, it's it's almost like a statistical anomaly to me that because I know we joke about Kirk Cousins and that he doesn't play well in big games, but like if you go back and look at his statistics when he played at Washington, like that was a very bad roster that would oh, yeah. constantly win like seven or eight games. 
And, like, you would look at their performances and you'd be like, okay, take all of the games where Kirk Cousins is, like, below average. They never won. Ever. Because their team was so bad. He needed to play, like, perfect for them or play really well for them to even have a shot. Right. And that's why they would win, like, seven or eight games every single year. So, like... When he went to Minnesota, that's why I was like so enamored with it. I'm like, dude, like the dude doesn't the dude doesn't have to kill himself to try to win eight games this year. He could just like rely on a good defense and good weapons around him. The problem was that the defense didn't play well enough and the offensive line was atrocious. And Dalvin Cook can't stay healthy. You know? Yep. So like I don't know. Minnesota last year was just very. It, Minnesota was like that weird team last year. Where remember, like, uh, they they would like blow team. Like like I remember like the first game of the year, they like I don't know who they played, but they annihilated whoever they played and week game, one, week two against the Packers, and then week two against the Packers was, they tied. It was a fucking amazing game, and it was amazing game. I thought week one was it Bills week one. No, Bills were not week one because the Josh Allen wasn't starting yet. Yeah, but did, it was week three, I think. Uh, was it week three? It was early in the season when they played the Bills, but I and remember they the f- lost against the Bills, right? Oh yeah, the Bills whooped them. Right, the Bills like beat them down. That was the game where you were talking about like Josh Allen passed the fifty yard lines like a great quarterback. But <laughs> <before> the fifty <laughs> yard line, he's awful. I remember that. I yeah. remember that. But yeah, I remember like the first game of the season. Whoever the Minnesota Vikings played, I have a feel. I think that I think they did, but like they beat the crap out of whoever they played. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. This is this this is the team coming out of the NFC, and then they played Green Bay. After Rodgers hadn't made that historic comeback in the second half of the Bears game and brought him back and won the game. And people were like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Which were perfect segue into the Aaron Rodgers story. And people were like, oh, man, like Minnesota and Green Bay are going to be fighting for the division all year. And they tied. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Like, that's going to huge ramifications. And then both teams just like. Just like the Bears just, won the fucking division. Yeah, the Bears just crapped on both of them. <laughs> like <laughs> the, Bear, the Bears just annihilated. The Vikings and the Packers, basically, for the rest of the season. Pretty much. And so, then they double-doinked their way through the playoffs. You know what it is with Josh Allen? Oh. There's magnets on each side of the end zone. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and All right. power ends at the 50-yard line. <laughs> he's, got, he's completely metal. He's a metal head. He's, <laughs> the, he's the, just out on the field listening to Cannibal Corpse at all time. The front of Josh Rosen <laughs> is the north side of the magnet. And the end zone that he's going towards is the south end. But he has to get close enough because right. his back is the opposite. Right. Oh, that's a complicated, convoluted thing. But anyway, perfect segue into the Aaron Rodgers story, which is another one of the big things. Oh, boy. So, Bleach Report came out a couple of days ago. If you haven't read the article, it is must, like, go read the article mm-hmm. that Bleach Report came out with um, about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it was written by uh, Bleach Report's Tyler Dunn. Uh, it's I'm not gonna go into what the article said, but it was just there. It just lays out everything that has happened between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, going so far as to mention that McCarthy would not go to team meetings and have assistant coaches run the meetings for him, and Aaron going on not public record, but like quoting. Uh, he's quoted in saying that like McCarthy was the dumbest person like dumbest coach he'd ever met and had the lowest football iq out of anybody in the nfl and all of this terrible stuff and aaron was bitter that mccarthy was part of the 49ers staff that didn't take him (laughs) in the draft and they took alex smith instead and aaron's still pissed about it so well we know aaron holds grudges so i wouldn't put that past so this huge story comes out it's just a bombshell right 
Aaron Rodgers comes out with a response. He, uh, he what? All right, all right, lay it on me. Lay this shit on he me. He referred to the story as a smear attack, firstly. <laughs> so I'm just going to go off quotes from Aaron Rodgers. Okay, all, this is all what this is. So the first quote is, this is all from Aaron Rodgers. This was a smear attack by a writer looking to advance his career, talking with the most, with mostly irrelevant, bitter oh. players. Ooh, yikes, have, dog. Who all have an agenda, whether they're advancing their own careers or just trying to stir up old stuff. Well, old stuff would mean it's true then. Then, then, <laughs> to, go on to, talk, it, then to go on to talk about Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley, who were... Two of the major. They were the most outspoken. You saw them like very the sports talk circuits. Yes, very outspoken. Yeah. Rogers goes on to talk about them. Greg Jennings. If it's not an article about me, do you ever hear their names anywhere else? Oh, it's Greg oh, wait, 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 wait. You talk about he scored a game-winning touchdown with a broken leg, though. You, t- you talk about me being sent. <laughs> you talk about me being sensitive and petty. At what point do you move on and stop telling the same stories? Now. Uh huh. Uh huh. One of the parts of the article talks about talks about Aaron uh, being basically reprimanded uh-huh. by Mark Murphy, who is the GM of the Packers. Okay, that when they hired uh, Jason Lefleur, Jason Lefleur as the head coach, he told Aaron to not don't be the problem. Was the quote? Oh, in the article. Okay. Okay. So. Aaron doesn't like that part, and he doesn't like well, the two things he hates the most are that the Packers were concerned about his leadership, and that he disliked McCarthy. Mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. proof. This was his proof. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. He says he says the Packers would not have offered him an extension in August, and wouldn't have signed that extent, and he wouldn't have signed it if either of those things were true. That's that that is that, that makes that makes a little sense. Now here's. Now, because if this if, if this whole story was true, what the hell is he doing still in Green Bay? Now, hold on. He, now here's because oh, he just pushed push Mike McCarthy out. Here's a very very. Now here's another long quote by. Get? Here's another long quote by Rogers. The two main things I think I really want to talk about and just clear up, which are the cent- really the central themes to the article. The first is the Mark Murphy conversation because part of the article seems to want to say the Packers are worried about me as the leader of the football team moving forward. And before I get into what actually happened in the conversation with Mark, I want to say two things. One, if they knew that, why would they offer me a contract last year? And two, which goes into my second central thesis point <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm going to take down. Oh, my God. Is oh my if God. I really disliked Mike so much, why would I re-sign knowing that if I play and we do what we do around here, we made the playoffs eight straight years and then I got hurt and we missed the playoffs. It's going to be me and Mike my entire career. So if I really disliked them that much, do you think I'd re-sign? Is the money that important to me? I'll tell you it's not. Quality of life is important. He goes on to say... That's a good point. He goes on to say, I love Mike McCarthy. (laughs) Bullshit. Mike has been a huge part of my success in my career. We have had issues. Every long relationship has issues. Oh, my God. The way we dealt with those issues was face to face. Oh, my God. I think we need to. Oh, my God. He goes on to say, I think we need to honor Mike and respect him the right way. He had a hell of a run. Instead of trashing this guy on the way out, let's remember the amazing time we had together. Justin Cutlip, your thoughts. Wait, wait, okay. before before your thoughts, we have to honor Mike McCarthy. I want us to go around in a circle. 
salute to let's, Mike McCarthy. Let's give a moment of silence for Mike McCarthy. Justin, what happened with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> All right. Let, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up to a previous part of this Back-up article. Salute to service. Aaron Rodgers, you will, never listen, you will never listen to this podcast, but listen to me, motherfucker. Don't you ever goddamn badmouth Greg motherfucking Jennings in this goddamn holy house. I swear to fucking God. Greg Jennings was the man. He was fucking amazing. Don't you dare. He was nothing but loyal to that fucking football team. I don't want to goddamn hear it. Did you know? Remember he, how? Remember how he I loved being a Packer. Remember how I talked about how Roger or Greg Jennings was really upset about the one game against the 49ers where they were Carlos Rogers, the corner for the for the 49ers, came yeah. up to Greg and was like, "Hey man, what what are you doing? Like what what's going on next year? They ain't giving you a new yeah, it was contract." In this contract and, here. Yeah, yeah. Greg's like, "Man, I don't know what's going on." And Aaron walked up to him and was like, "Oh man, maybe you guys should go after Greg." Greg was, like, deeply upset by that. He should be. And, like, he's tried to talk to Aaron about it. But Aaron always avoids him and won't talk about it. Mm. So Aaron, in the art, and his response was, like, like, this was just a joke. I didn't mean it. If Greg's being that sensitive, then maybe he's the petty one. Maybe he's the one that needs to get over it. And right. Greg Jennings went on the herd today. Oh, he was on again today? Yeah, Holy he was, shit. He was okay. on the herd today. Oh, man, he's like, and he's I like, I checked my phone. This is Greg Jennings. He's like, I checked my phone this morning. Okay. Aaron Rodgers has my phone number. If he wants to call me and talk to me, he can. And he hasn't. When I was there a couple of, I don't know, he was either there this season or whatever. I asked to talk to Aaron. And I was not allowed to. Oh, so very interesting. So like, it, 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 the plot thickens as the it was as the Cardinals fly. This is as the Packers pack. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, I guess I can't technically prove it, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is fucking lying. And l- let me tell you guys why. There is so much. Now, okay, before you get into your point, he does have. Kind of what Matt was saying. He has a point. It makes sense that if the Packers were this concerned about him, why would they offer him the contract? I don't think they were concerned about his leadership skills before that contract was fucking signed. So this all culminated in one year? I don't don't think it did, though. This this article talks about, like, it's been, like, bad for the last couple of years. Maybe not as severe as it was this year, but, like, it's not been great. I mean, it obviously came to a boiling point. Mike McCarthy got fired. They missed the playoffs for the first time. And I think because... What's the thing you hear all the time? Winning solves everything. They stopped winning last year. So any issues that were compounded that were like maybe brought to a simmer and then the heat, they turned the heat off. We won a couple more games, guys. We ran the table. We made the playoffs. Had an okay season. And it started to simmer again this year. And and Aaron Rodgers had his quote-unquote iconic moment. Take care of them. Take care of them. Take care of them. And then they didn't take care of them, didn't take care of them, lost a game, lost a game, lost a game, didn't make the playoffs. And simmer, they forgot to turn it off. It started boiling. And it's like when you're boiling the macaronis and you boil it for too long and you don't put the spoon over the top. So when it boils, it goes fuzzy fuzz. And then it boils over the top and water goes everywhere. Can't relate. This is cooking with Matt Dustman. <laughs> yes. L- listen, there is – there's just so much that goes into that. And I – and like Matt was saying, winning does solve a lot of your problems. You have to remember, you could talk about these these things, you know, happening for two years, right, and it being bad and all that. Do you think they gave a shit about, like, Aaron Rodgers' leadership when you have all this history of him being outstanding? And two years ago, he missed the fucking year. So what, you think about it, and all they have to be like, is, well, we just didn't have Aaron. We just didn't have Aaron Rodgers. It's, it'll be fine. Sign him to this big fucking contract. And then, 
Why does it matter? You know, if that's your guy. I don't think they ever, they might have had concerns, but they probably never vocalized it with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And so he, he didn't know, he didn't care, signed his fucking contract, made his money. And don't tell me that money's not fucking part of it. You see the fucking contract you signed, motherfucker? I don't care if you're the goddamn best quarterback in the fucking NFL. This is going to hurt for years. Second best quarterback in the NFL now in 2019, the year of our Lord. We'll see, maybe third. Not anymore, not without Tyreek Hill. He's still there. He's still there, technically. We'll see what happens. His name's still on a piece of paper. He's not still there. I'm just saying, we're not. I, I, I made my whole case about this already. No new news has come out from it, so I'm not going to expound upon we it. We won't hear about it for we're a not, long We're time. not going to expound upon it, but I will. since I wasn't here for that, I will say that Tyreek Hill is uh, looking down into the pit. He's looking da- Okay, well, if you weren't here... Oh, that's right. You weren't here. Okay. He's well, dipping the- his toes in. He, he, it looks like he's dipping his toes in, but did you, did you look into any of that or the evidence behind it or anything? The whole thing was supposed... There was two reports. In the second report, Tyreek's not even named as a person of interest. Mm-hmm. It has to do with his kid, and it mentioned something about a broken arm, but the night before he was questioned or anything happened, you can see a Snapchat of him Fortnite dancing with his kid because he was very, like, uh, social media heavy with his kid. Like, they did all sorts of things together. I wonder so, why. Well, I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the fact of the matter is the, the sp- current spin on the story, which is th- there's actual weight to it, is that through regular kid roughhousing whatevers, he, like, broke his arm months ago. And because of Tyreek Hill's criminal past, the doctors or the hospital had to report it to the authorities, and he got questioned for it. Well, like I said, we don't know anything yet. Like I said, dipping in. But anyway, like I said, we're getting off topic. You're – what were you saying about the Packers and Rodgers and McCarthy? Clearly, you had Aaron Rodgers going going into the contract dispute, right? Everything that was happening with it. And he said, oh, I'm not going to kill you guys. And Oh, boy. That contract's rough, and then you, you think about how much it exponentially goes up every year and all that, and these these pay rates are going up faster than the salary cap rises, just to let you guys know that's a, that's a thing that's happening. Well, that happens. The salary it, cap it's, goes it's, up every year. Yeah, but it's not going up fast enough. It's going to boil. Um, probably well, uh, with when the, the probably new collective when bargaining agreement, when's, yeah. that, when's that up? Because uh, they'll next probably year. fix that shit. Next year? Oh, my God. Get ready for the next strike, boys. Yep. The lockout. We bringing in scab XFL players. Let's do it. Oh, man. Not on the podcast. No, Unless no, no. we can help it. <laughs> <laughs> Side note for the XFL, um, there will be an option after a team scores. There's the, A team will have three options after they score a touchdown. You can go for one, you can go for two, or you can go for three. What's the three? I don't know. That's Nobody knows. Oh no! Did you? Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. You have wait. to hit. You have to run over to the other sideline and hit the uh, opposing coach with a chair. Are all of? <laughs> wait, 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 what? Are all? <laughs> are all of McMahon's uh, players going to be independent contractors and not give any health care or anything? Probably. Well, probably. Well, no, that's the. That's, I, how the, that's how the. That's how I the wrestlers are. I watched the John Oliver special on it the other night, and I'm like, holy wait, wait, shit! Wait, wait, wait. The John Oliver special where he like uses anecdotal evidence from like the 90s. From about about what? About uh, wrestlers? Yeah. No, that's still a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that's still a thing. Well, yeah, but the wait, yeah, I thought they 
Yeah, but all he used all anecdotal the, evidence. The the footage he used was from the nineties. The, yeah, uh, the uh, the actual physical evidence he provided was current. Yeah, that's, he's, that's besides the point. He's not no, allowed. Not. He's not allowed to use footage currently because WWE's got this weird like. They're very heavy about that. Copy they're very heavy shit. about their like. They don't even okay. Get just get this. Just a side note. They have the WWE Network, right? Correct. They're co- they're they're copyright things on their own material. Think about this. This is their own platform. No right. one owns it. They right. own it. Is so ridiculous mm-hmm. that you have to wait five months for an episode of Raw that gets filmed every Monday uh-huh. to make it onto the network that you can watch. Excuse me? Whoa, say that again. Excuse me? Raw, Monday Night Raw uh-huh. happens every single Monday night. Okay. If you missed it and you didn't record it, unless you have Hulu... On their own platform, you can't go back and watch an episode of Raw until months later. This is how ridiculous they are. That's how ridiculous Vince McMahon is. Anyway, that was WWE after Sorry, Dark. We're, we're getting off topic. Podcast. But like, well, it's- X- the XFL, which is also yeah. owned by McMahon. Did you see their overtime rules for the XFL? No. It, it, each team gets five attempts to score a two-point conversion. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so bad. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna fold again. So I, it'll be I funny. So, because after watching, I didn't know any of that stuff, and I watched that, and I was like, "Fuck Vince McMahon!" I didn't even know he said that thing that you're not supposed to say when you're white. What? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, Vince oh, yeah, McMahon yeah. once did a a promo shoot or like a shoot little segment with Booker T where he said oh the N word. I YouTube what? that. I YouTube pooped that years ago. I'm not even kidding. I, I never I tried to upload it to YouTube and immediately Now you have to understand right Vince McMahon is playing a character character is a caricature of himself well, where, yeah, he's that's a, the whole deal. where he's a crazy billionaire evil person. Right. When he actually is a billionaire crazy evil person. Right. He's who can get away with saying the N word on yeah, TV. He's not a great actor. He said it on TV by the way. It was yeah. on like TNT. Yeah. That's Wow. Okay. Oh my God. I I uh, to a black man. I YouTube by the way that and his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I YouTube pooped that that segment in WWE and matched it up with the Kendrick Lamar song. Oh my God. You know what? I'm me- I'm remembering that incorrectly. He doesn't say it to Booker T. Booker T's there. You know who he, he says, says it to? He says it. He to says John it to John Cena. Cena. <laughs> That's who he says it to. Because John Cena at the time was doing the whole Doctor of Thugonomics thing, and he said it to John Cena, mm-hmm. and Booker T was there, and he was like. Tell me he did not yeah, just say it, which is Booker T's thing that he, he said. He did a space, he's like, tell me <laughs> he did not, not say that. It's Come so on. fucking funny. I think my favorite thing was watching Vince McMahon eat ass over and over again. <laughs> What's fun about the WWE is, really is it's so fucking hammed up that it, it's just, it's, it's funny. It's so funny. It's also, as John Oliver pointed out, not great. <laughs> no, incredibly, incredibly dangerous. They don't get enough benefits. No, they don't. It's a real thing. It's a real problem that still persists. Eh, that's fine. Anyway. Most of most players at the Roman Reigns was diagnosed with leukemia and had to get his own health insurance. Well, you know, yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. And most of them open their own businesses because they they uh they have no security blanket once they're done. Yeah, and they're not allowed to use their characters or anything. You right. Know, whatever. Whatever, man. How do you still support that? Like, I understand, like. You love it, but how do you still support I, what, it? I, I'm just waiting for him to die, man. That's what we're all doing. <laughs> Trust me. Ask any wrestler, dude. We're just waiting for Vince to die. <laughs> like, that is next We level. are. We are. Ask any. I could get on the phone and call 
any of the people I know that watch. Be like, hey, man, we just waiting for Vince to die, right? And they're like, yep. Yep. When are you yes, going to die, are. Vince? When Triple H taken over. Oh, oh, oh my, my God. God. Um, but no, uh, holy shit, we got way off topic. Um, Remember we were talking about Aaron Rodgers? We were talking about Aaron Rodgers. So, okay, I just want to say... Speaking about crazy millionaire egomaniacs. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I guess that we good a, segue back. That's an excellent segue back. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, to put us back on put put us back on the topic, he still signed the contract. You know what I'm saying? And, and we really were were like long long thing. You think just because of the losing, this came the head? Right. I don't think you would have he ever even got, heard about this. He just got Dana Patrick to move in with him. He doesn't want to have to move again. <laughs> it wasn't for the losing, which by the way, in a year that Aaron Rodgers uh, was still hurt playing, very hurt. It was bad. He had a fractured... His knee was actually fractured. Right. And he was still playing. Mm-hmm. Dumb. He should have sat out. But I guess that's besides the point. He thinks he's Mr. Magic and he's not. Um, he's a he's a real human being that uh, gets fucked up. There, Aaron. Trying to ruin your whole fucking career. I, our friend Shively, who is also a Packers fan, uh, shared a video of... I can't remember who they were playing, but it was last year. And... Part of the article was about how young players are very intimidated by Rodgers because of the the nasty relationship between him and McCarthy when it comes to play calling. And uh, I guess a lot of the young players feel pressured to listen to Aaron. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, he's not going to throw them the ball. Yeah, because if, if they don't, he's not going to throw them the ball. Mm-hmm. So on a specific play... That is literally like broken down, like moment by moment in the article. Uh huh. And then Shively found someone that actually tweeted the video. Like, here's the play. It's exactly what the article says. Uh, is a play with Equinemius St. Brown, where a play called for a flag route, and apparently in the huddle, an Equinemius was supposed to get the ball, mm-hmm. but Rogers didn't like the call, so he looked and he told Equinemius, and he's like, "No, run a post." Don't run a flag route. Run a post. So Equinemius was like, okay, I'll run a post route. And then the play happened, and the pressure got in Aaron's face quicker because the play wasn't designed to have a post route in it. Right. So Aaron threw the flag route and missed Equinemius because well, Equinemius was, was running, running a, post. a post. Yeah. And it looks like Equinemius. And then Aaron gets frustrated Without knowing what actually happened, it makes it look like, oh, Equinemius is a dumbass. He ran the wrong route. No, Aaron told him to run a different route because he didn't like the route. But then because the play was designed to have a flag route in it, the protection broke down quicker and he couldn't get the ball to Equinemius. So, like, that's just part of this, like, this poop lasagna. (laughs) First first of all. That is, like, first of all, Equinemius can run, like, or read like and talk like fifteen different languages. He's not a dumbass. If you say something to him in a code, aka a coded language, he's not gonna run the wrong fucking route. Right. Fuck you, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Equinemius is yeah. Equinemius like took the ACT in three different languages. Dude, I didn't smart. know that. I didn't know that. That's he's, fucking sick. Yeah, he took the ACT Very in three smart. different languages. He is a smart dude. I'm mm-hmm. not worried about the receiving core at the Packers, and a lot of people are, and I don't understand why. I think you could throw either Equinemius St. Brown or Valdis Scantling in on plays, and they will both be fine. I think they, I think they both have potential, and then your 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 top two are going to be. You know what you're, you know Devontae what you, you know what Drummond. you're missing. You know what you're missing. Hmm. Good tight end. 
It's true. <laughs> Jimmy Graham still asleep. <laughs> I just a quick side thing for the Packers. I know you kind of joked about like, oh man, thank God Randall Cobb is gone. I do think Randall Cobb just for the Cowboys is an upgrade from Cole Beasley. I think so for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I know we were like, oh, oh thank God Randall Cobb's gone because he's injured all the time and shit. But like, I definitely think he is an upgrade. Uh. To Cole Beasley. I absolutely agree. Just Packers did not need him anymore. But do we want to believe Cole Beasley's stuff about how fucked up the Cowboys organization is and Jerry Jones dictates who gets the ball? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, 100% I believe, believe it. It's 100% Jerry's world. Now, see, but I don't know if that's subject to just the Cowboys. Like, is he saying that that's just a Cowboys thing? Or is yeah. he saying that that's a, is that everywhere? Because no, I'm Cowboys sure, thing. like, part of it is. I know, like, there's... I mean, I know, I know Clark Hunt's not telling who to give the ball to in Kansas City. He's not going up to Andy and telling him what plays to call. Right. Well, because he trusts Andy. Yeah, but I think with when you have a GM that's involved, like Jerry Jones is involved, All right. and like you go out and spend a first round pick on Amari Cooper, <laughs> you want to not look like a fucking gigantic dumbass because you're in the media so much, they're going to make you look like a fucking dumbass if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I, it all depends. It's I all... mean, it certainly helped them. Like, it wasn't like that situation where they were forcing the ball to Dez and it wasn't working. Right. So, which I think, which as a side but, note, like, th- completely threw Dez out of, like, people's like, oh, man, maybe it's Dak. Maybe, you know, Dez can stop. No. It was Dak. It was Dez. He couldn't play any. He can't play anymore. No. Dude can't run an out route. Can't like, run around. I just want to make one final comment about the Packers thing, and then we can move on. Mm-hmm. We're spending a long time on it. You know, we didn't really, really talk about it. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, we didn't really talk about the Packers thing. <laughs> I, you know, we did. Here's how I'm going to lay this out. Okay, this is what you get when you listen to football after dark. Okay, Mike McCarthy was, but the point where he was fired, leading up to it, he was not a good football coach. I'm going to lay that out. I'm going to lay that straight. He wasn't. He was complacent. He was making bad decisions, and it wasn't working anymore for that team. It makes sense that he was fired. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. He needed to be fired. I want to remind everybody, including the three people here, that it was the team, uh, specifically a specific player, uh, Ty Montgomery, who didn't respect the play calling of Mike McCarthy, basically... uh, Cost the Packers a win over the NFC champion Los Angeles Rams. That was just a dumb move Because in uh, the Packers would have won that football game. Oh, yeah. And that game, if you isolate just that game, if the result is flipped of that football game, uh, the Rams do not get the two seed. The Bears do. So, uh... That's a big deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> the Saints don't play the Rams in the championship. That's right. And you mm-hmm. lose to the Bears instead. Right. <laughs> In a roundabout way, you should have been happy about that then, Justin, because the Bears didn't win. Right. Well, so yeah, we have that Mike McCarthy, not not a fitable coach to Packers anymore. They got they got Matt LaFleur now. Oh, Hopefully it's okay. Matt LaFrench. Yeah. Matt LaFrench. He's Matt LaWeeWee. The French are only good at, the French are <laughs> only good at surrendering. You're oh. in trouble. Matt La had coffee with Sean McVay. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Matt La Coffee. Uh, La Café. <laughs> oh wow, we're, we're getting real. We're getting uh, bottom line, real racially insen- or nationally insensitive right now. Fuck Nobody should watch football. <laughs> There's no French person listening to this show. Okay? But maybe 
someone's grandma is French, all right? We're if gonna, you're French. Gonna, in like two days, NFL is going to announce there's going to be a game in fucking Paris. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to shut the podcast down. <laughs> yeah, we'll close up shop. We'll, we'll, we'll have to make an emergency episode all about France. <laughs> oh, oh, man, God. isn't France I love, great? I love their toast and fries. We. <laughs> I love eating nothing but eggs. Je ne sais pas français. <laughs> Welcome to France after dark. Parlez-vous. Je ne parle pas Wait. français. Omelette du fromage. God damn it. <laughs> Ouest de la fiesta. <laughs> I'm titling this episode France after dark. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> All right, we let's wave the white flag on okay, that. We yeah, okay. No, that's another France joke. <laughs> Damn it! It's amazing. The last I'm gonna thing. have a Bonaparte to pick with you after this. <laughs> For the love of God, I just want to say one more thing about the fucking Packers, so that we can move on with our lives. All right, go ahead. The Packers will be fine. There is. I, I, if you, I mean, it's on, it's all on paper, shit. But you look at the team, and it did look like they're gonna be fine. They look like they could get to another NFC Championship and lose like they usually do. I'm not too worried about it. I, hope I have the them winning okay. the division right now. I might pull back on it a little bit because I'm still paranoid that the Bears overachieved, and that losing Vic Fangio is gonna really hurt. I think so too. So I'm, um, I'm. It's I'd... basically hinging on like my entire NFC North. Early, super early, ridiculously early prediction all hinges on the Bears. First of all, the Bears getting rid of Jordan Howard. And I'm sorry. Oh, and Benny Cunningham. So, like, it's basically Tariq Cohen and... Oh, they're going to draft somebody. Like Singletary. Right. But, like, Tariq Cohen's not an every down back. So, that's one thing. And then, like, the Vic Vangio thing. And the Packers have two first-round picks. So, like, I don't know. Like, I'm still kind of like... Wouldn't they use one on a tight end? I would hope I so. Jesus. I don't like. I don't know. I'm I not. Mean, I don't have faith in Lafleur, but I also think that Bears are going to be able to mask not having Vangio as their defensive play caller long enough to get a lead and be able to coast. Oh, don't get me wrong. Okay. I don't believe in Lafleur either. But like I said, can't be any worse. The team has been yeah. through. The team has been through worse in winning seasons, and I think that uh, talent-wise, the team is just getting better and. I think they will be a big old force in the NFC coming up here as long as uh, Rodgers can get his shit together. All right, well. Well, if we're going on talent, then I think Vikings should run away with that division. Well, if only Kirk Cousins learns how to beat a winning football team. Right. I mean, they were able to win with talent with Case Keenum. Um, Kirk Cousins isn't a – It's the Kirk curse. Isn't a downgrade by any means, I don't no, think. I, from he's Kirk like Cousins. a sidestep. He has to be an upgrade. He has to because his stats are better. And realistically, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Case Keenum. Remember all the talent they've bled. And the, more, and the talent they have to bleed because they have no fucking money. Because they gave it all to Kirk Cousins. Right. They didn't really lose too much. Well, the offensive line, but... And Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Whatever. We'll see what happens, but that's just all. It's too early. So should should we go? Uh, no. Should we transition from? Let's uh, not talk about old Super Bowls. Jub, what? 
Okay, thank you. I was, so what I was, was going to say was, can we, do, shall we move from the story that frustrates Jubby to the story that frustrates Kuiper? Yeah, Well, let's, let's see what else there is to talk about first. I'm going to scroll. A short break from the big boys? I like that. Yeah, well, because what else are we going to do? We talk about the Steelers for the next 40 minutes? Come on, no one wants to Well, no, to I, that. I have another thing that I want to, oh. you know, Cor- Corey did his theory about the Arizona? Yeah. I have a little mini tangent. Not about the Steelers. I have a little mini well, tangent. Well, mini tangents we could talk about. This isn't a tangent. This I told you guys a this in the uh, deep cut, but it's also just funny to me. Tyler Eifert on how he's due for a healthy season. Quote, I would hope so. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I like Tyler Eifert so much more now because of that. It's so self-aware. It's, he knows. I really appreciate it. Uh, we all know the biggest drama of the day was what was going to happen to Steven Goskowski. The 49ers apparently franchise tagged Robbie Gold or franchise playered him or something, he did. but hadn't signed him yet. And there were reports earlier in the day that they were going to go after Goskowski. What? We're mulling it over, I guess. But Robbie like, Gold's a better kicker. <laughs> roughly, statistically, he is. I was going to get to that. Uh, then about six hours later, the Patriots finally re-signed Goskowski to a two-year deal, which puts it in perspective. I'm going to scroll up, and I'm going to keep talking now. Hi, everybody. This is me scrolling and trying to find the thing I had in front of me. Oh, Here rip. we go. No, that's not it. Uh-oh. Here it is. NFL's all-time leaders in field goal accuracy. Hell yeah. <laughs> One, Justin Tucker at 90.114%. Of course. Two, Robbie Gold oh, at wow, 87.745. He's the second most accurate kicker in the game. Kostkowski's third, but, you know, that's besides the point. Whatever. Why would you downgrade one spot? Why would you downgrade? Well, it's 87.745% to 87.381. So we're talking about, like, 0.4%. And Robbie Gold's one of those kickers, too, like Will Lutz, where, like, everybody on the team likes him. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going with him. The Saints love Will Lutz, though. They they, they love him. Oh, dude. The, the Saints are also extremely self-aware about Will Lutz and the fact that he never kicks field goals and that they take pictures of him sleeping in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that is <laughs> true. <laughs> funny. That's, uh, that's actually kind of amazing. Uh, we can talk about how the NFL's concussion pro- protocol was still fucked because Aaron went back to in the, into a game in Week 17 with blurry vision from his concussion. Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck? Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. What year? This year. He didn't play week 17. Maybe it was week 6. It was end of the year. I thought it was 17, though. It wasn't week 17. He didn't play week 17 because they lost week 16 to the Bears? No, he played. He did not play week 17. Rodgers also discussed the concussion he suffered in week 17. Really? No, no, he played. I remember he played. there's There's a whole thing about that. Where like I was mad. I remember you ranting about it a little bit, Jubby. He didn't play because uh, he went out when he got the concussion, but he came back. He made this whole speech about how like he needs to rally the team together and play one more game. And wait a minute, when did the Chiefs cut Spencer Ware? The Chiefs cut Spencer Ware. Yeah. The Colts had former Chiefs running back Spencer Ware in for a visit. How did I not know this? We cut Shark Kendrick West and Spencer Ware. We're rolling with Carlos Hyde and. The fucking oh my god, Damian Williams, who did really good for you guys, by the way. He was really good. Did you know he was really did good? You, did you? I, I, I need, I need a with button. Spencer Ware. I need a button on my phone that says "Did you know?" Did I know what that? Uh, Pat Mahomes, almost all of Pat Mahomes' statistics went down when Kareem Hunt got suspended. Well, yeah, not a not an amazing running game to rely on. That would happen to any quarterback. Well, I'm just any. saying, like, grab a quarterback. He's pick not going to be there this year. Pick one. Pick a quarterback. Well, Ben. 
Dak Prescott. Okay, his numbers didn't go down. Well, his numbers close. went up. Well, yeah, but he had an equally fucking good running back. Not equal. James Conner was really not close. as good as Le'Veon Bell. James Conner had a fucking incredible year. He had a couple. He had he had some bad games. He had an incredible year. He had some bad games. All right. He had an incredible year, though. Fair. Statistically, right, he had an incredible year. You whatever, can't deny yo. it. Okay, whatever. But yeah, Kareem Hunt was a generational talent, and we lost him and started cavalcating four to five other people. Now he's in the pit. Wait. Are we going generational talent with Kareem Hunt? Do we have that evidence? He led the league in rushing almost two years in a row. So he's at least a two-year talent. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Semantic schemantics. Bare minimum. I'll give bare you a minimum. bare minimum. I'll show you a bare minimum in your face. It's also really hard to... Why am I defending Cream Hunt? I don't care. Yeah, what the fuck? He's a brown now. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't play for six games. We got Carlos Hyde now. Hell yeah. Woo. It's up. You have Damian Williams. So... Keep sleeping. We have... Uh, Remember the last time I said that? We have Daniel oh. Jones <laughs> having a meteoric rise up draft boards. Uh, Probably... <laughs> Probably because uh, this this is the funny thing I love about draft season. Like, no one had Daniel Jones in the first round. Right. But then people were like, wow, Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray are both going to go in the top five. Other teams need quarterbacks. Man, who's the next best quarterback? And then they just boost him. Like, oh, man, he's flying up draft boards. Not because he's good. People want quarterbacks. He's all that's left. He's good. Speaking of quarterbacks. Is he, though? Yeah, he's, he's having a – he's having – Pat Mahomes type hype to him. Like, well, did you know who Pat Mahomes was two days before the draft? No, I didn't know who he was on draft day. Confirmed! <laughs> Remember he Tom hated Brady? Him. Remember Thomas Brady? People knew who Tom Brady was. He played for Michigan. Yeah, but like, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. People knew who he was. But like, did anybody give a shit when the Patriots drafted Tom Brady? Not really. No. And they didn't draft him to start. Drafted him to be a backup. Right. So, speaking of quarterbacks, what's with all this uh, Russell Wilson trade rumor BS? Yeah. It, that's been a thing for... Um, I have a theory on this. A couple actually. of months. You, you, it's my, our, really starting my, to gain traction My boy, recently, My boy though. Colin Cowherd was the first person to really outwardly talk about it. Mm. We talked about this uh, on, the, on the show a couple times now where... But it, it seems like it's coming to a head again. Like yeah. it's, it's resurfacing well, for Well, what reason? happened was... Uh, Russell Wilson's given the team a deadline to make a make a deal on a on a contract extension, right? And because his contract's up next year, right? If they is this his rookie deal that's coming up, or no? He's already no. got. Oh no, 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 this, yeah, this would be his second contract. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, yeah, he's because he's been around for a while now. Yeah, I, I I keep forgetting. He's, he's almost in veteran stage when he was drafted. He's a veteran. Yeah, yeah, you would say he's that. Yeah. He's an old veteran. He's a veteran. He's a top three, four quarterback in the NFL. Oh, 100%. He's a veteran. Yeah, he's so good. I love I love Russell Wilson so much. Uh, but yeah, he had, he gave them he gave them a deadline to extend his contract, right? And if not, there's gonna be nothing happening. He's for sure, at the least, going to leave the Seahawks at the end of his contract, right, and go to free agency. Now, I was talking about this with people, and like, if that if this falls through and he doesn't get that contract extension, why the fuck would you just let him go into free agency? Uh, it's from what I this is. What my theory was to begin with, and then I've had other people like Russell Wilson say, like, hey, if I don't get my contract done by the 15th, I don't want to talk about it during the season. I want to focus on the season. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought because of Russell Wilson's, like, personality and everything that he's let off in the past. I believe he likes to 
He just wants to focus on, you know, playing football that season. He doesn't want to worry about making something for the future or whatever. Uh, it like 15th was his deadline. So he can, you know, not have to worry about it the rest of the season. Yeah, sure. But you got to also consider that maybe he wants to leave Seattle. The reason why that is the reason why people are thinking that he wants to get out of Seattle is more based around the idea that it's pretty well known that Sierra, his wife does not want to live in Seattle anymore. Cause she's like a businesswoman, and she has like a lot of her business is based out of New York and she wants to move to New York because she has to spend a lot of her time there. But Russ can't because of other side of the country. He's on the other side of the country. And a lot of it is, I mean, let's be honest, like if Sierra's not happy, Russ isn't happy. Right. So like happy wife, happy life. Right. So and I also think that a lot of the stuff that happened with Seattle, where like a lot of the players from that Super Bowl team were kind of coming out against the team and about how things were how that team was predicated on its defense and on its running game, but then Pete Carroll and the team kind of anointed Russell Wilson as the guy that was like responsible for all of their success, which is why they put the game in his hands against the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl against New England. Yeah. Versus Marshawn Lynch's hands, which is that big controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess a lot of, and maybe Russ just kind of wants to like separate himself from that. Finally, it's not that he's he's not at the point in his career where he's like bad he's a journeyman he can go anywhere he could go to like the amount of teams that russell wilson would start on right now is like 26 like guaranteed for sure like he would start on almost every single team in the nfl again i he i think he's top four quarterback in the league like if you if you would if you would keep if you would if you think you would keep your guy over russell wilson that means you're either like a saints fan a chiefs fan a packers fan a Patriots fan, maybe a Colts fan, and that's probably it. Mm. Like, not a single other team would not play, not want to have Russell Wilson. Like, you could say that, oh, well, maybe you wouldn't want him. I could just hear Ben screaming at me right now. Oh, yeah, because Baker? Just, I could just yeah, hear it in my face. you didn't bring up Baker? Sure, you could, you could, but no, 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 I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, you could bring up this, like, oh, why would you want a quarterback that w- that's older and more expensive? That I understand, but like if you could just have Russell Wilson on your team, why would you not? He's like you say, he's a top four quarterback. He's not like, oh, he's a quarterback that can like improve. And get- no, he's a top four quarterback in the NFL right now. Like, give him three months with your team, and he'll know your playbook, and he'll be he'll be good to go. Right. So, I think the whole Russell Wilson trade stuff is man. If he ends up going to the Giants, does all this kooky? BS that the Giants are doing make a lot more sense. Oh my God, it'd be the most galaxy brain. <laughs> yeah, like it would. It would be. It would be like all this stupid stuff that the Giants are doing that no one seems to understand. If they just turn around next year and be like, "We got," ru-, and they just they they stick Eli Manning in a burlap sack and just beat him against an oak tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come out and they get Russell Wilson. And, and then they, just, they go and they buy Russell Wilson. Bamboozled him. They go oh yeah. That's a that's a uh uh fool him. Yeah. That's a fool him. That's a yeah. fool him. Yeah. That's a got that's a that's a, got him. What, what, what's the line? What's Mirage say? That whole thing? 
the that bamboos get get them full. No, yeah, he says bam 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 yep. Fool him. That's what he says. Okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, or, or he says, who got bamboozled? Look at you. That's what the Giants would That's do. That's what the, the Giants are trying to do, a, ba- a bamboozle <laughs> right now. Um, so, may, That would be like. I brought that up a while ago. You did. You but, did, But the actually. thing about it, though, is I feel like they could have just kept Odell and still done it. Like, why do you got to get rid of Odell to do that? Because, I don't know. Can you imagine? A t- can you imagine a team with Russell Wilson, did Saquon you, Barkley, and Odell Beckham Jr.? Did you see the thing uh, about how Gettleman stopped returning the 49ers' phone calls yeah. about Odell, and they were offering him more than what the Browns traded for him? Really? I yeah. didn't yeah. know that. I didn't see that. Yeah. John Lynch brought that up in an interview. The 49ers were offering more, but Odell still went to Cleveland. They no. Well, Gettleman sent him to Cleveland instead. It's got to be because he just didn't want him in the conference. That's got to be what it is. Mm, that's fair. And the Giants and 49ers have that weird kind of like out of division rivalry. Like when they play each other, it's like, oh man, it's the Giants and the 49ers. Like two historic franchises that have met in NFC championship games and stuff like that. So like maybe Gettleman's got some weird like, oop, can't keep them in the division, which is dumb. Yeah. So, uh, or so- not in the conference. Like sure, not in your division, but like in your conference, who the hell cares? Quick, so, uh, Jusby, quick aside, some breaking Cole Beasley news because he's <gasps> been very active on Twitter lately, right? So, uh, he he made a tweet this morning. He's just been quote tweeting people and then like doing shit. So, like, uh, Joel Epstein tweeted earlier this morning, like, interesting, uh, interesting Cowboys VP Stephen Jones mentioned team quote made a run at Cole Beasley with money, and then uh, Beasley signed his deal with the Bills instead, and then. Cole Beasley quote tweeted that and then uh, said, "Ask them when." LOL. Oh my God! Why is Cole Beasley? Cole Beasley, you do not have the talent to be a diva wide receiver. And then somebody replied to that and said, "Perhaps he's starting to realize Buffalo isn't quite Dallas." He quote tweeted that and said, "Actually, if you want to compare from a player's perspective, Buffalo shits on Dallas." Facilities for recovery and training are top-notch. Cole Beasley, uh, again, let me repeat myself. <laughs> Cole Beasley, you do not have the talent to be a diva wide receiver. <laughs> that was too many claps. You should have just, you should have just PEMDIS it. <laughs> but do foil. <laughs> foil, bracket. <laughs> Cole Beasley, you don't have the wide receiver talent to be a diva. Bracket. But is he wrong? I mean, I don't know. I don't did give a talk? damn what did Cole we, Beasley thinks. Did we talk about the tweet that he had when uh, somebody, uh, when he signed with the... Yeah, we, we, we talked about that. The, uh, we weren't exactly the, winning in Dallas either. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking so of diva funny. wide receivers. Oh, here we go. We should finally talk, talk. Perfect segue. Just, I'm going to use the bathroom. You start. Oh, you want me to start? He can hear you. Yeah, he can probably hear me. Everybody can hear you. Um, People down the street can hear you. The world is your mic. Pretty much, right? Um, <laughs> I don't. You know what? I don't want to. You go first. Okay. I mean, I'll start. You talking you about go it. off on. Do you know the full thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I because, think so. Okay. Well, because just to clarify. Okay, it started off with Juju being named Team MVP. Right, and then there was Antonio a, uh, got mad. There was an image of it shared, right? And then yes. Antonio Brown quote tweeted it. Yes. And then, ah, for he said is, he yeah. said that the kid fumbled the season away in right, the most important game. Right. That's it. And, and then it, Juju said, "Like man, comment. like all I've done is like support you, and now you're like trashing me on social media." 
and then they went back and forth on it. And then, sounds like a good stream, Matt. You're doing good in there. Then, <laughs> then Antonio, your prostate's good for at least another ten years. <laughs> I heard some guy in the bathroom the other day. That stream did not sound good, and I don't want to tell him, but I think he needs to get his prostate checked, like, immediately. Like, it was not a good stream at all. That's not good. On a scale of, like, 1 to 10 on streams, this thing was, like, like terrible. Was it, like, a 3? It was, like, probably below it. Probably below a 3. It was, like, We're talking about uh, men peeing. Yeah. Remember, kids... If you have a bad stream, don't let it burst at the seams. Go visit a doctor today. Oh, God. Um, that, that's been a PSA from Football After Dark. Oh, but yeah, and Hope then it turned it. into Antonio shared the, the the image of Juju DMing him on Instagram when, when Juju was still at USC asking Antonio Brown for advice. I think that is my favorite, my favorite like little twist on the story from the beginning, because you have, as I heard you guys talking about, you have uh, Juju MVP. He fumbled the game away. Man, what the hell? I looked up to you and all this shit. I thought, I thought it was all good. Look at this shit. Look at this time where you said I was everything you aspired to be, and now you are me, and you suck. How petty. I wonder what he thought. Okay. Are you still in Antonio Brown's corner? Okay. Let me say this. We're gonna get we're gonna get real political here. Okay. Right, before I go into it. Political after. Dark. I don't need to agree with everything that Jusby says. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. To okay. be his friend. This is the rabbit hole we're going down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> from, from the jump when Antonio Brown started doing this stuff, everything that he said about Mike Tomlin, everything he said about Ben Roethlisberger, I, I was, I'm like, I clapped. I'm like, hell yes. Because, my I, guy. because I see it. Because he's right. He was 100% right about everything going on with Antonio, with Ben Roethlisberger not subjecting himself to enough blame that he should. And throwing a bunch of people under the bus, going on his little radio show, trashing everybody, and Mike Tomlin allowing it to go on for so long, and then when another player tries to act that way, they get punished for it. It was very hypocritical. Right. But oh, Ben's the quarterback, and Ben won a Super Bowl ten years ago. He's allowed to do and say whatever he wants. All of that stuff. When Antonio Brown was doing that, I'm like, thank you. Yeah, it's valid. Thank you so much. He had football after dark support. Right. Then, when Juju, unsolicited, came to the defense of Ben Roethlisberger, like, he's my quarterback, he's been a great teammate, he's this, he's that, and Antonio, without tagging Juju, proceeds to say, don't trust any player in the NFL that hasn't been paid yet. Basically saying, Juju was only saying this because he wants his contract. That's why Juju's saying this. All right. I can't necessarily... I can't, de- like, refute that. I can't be like, okay, that could be true. Like, Juju could honestly just be saying that. Because, you know, he's like, oh, man. Because he's on his rookie contract. He's on a he's on a second-round rookie contract. He's making nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, nah, I shouldn't say nothing. It's still, a, like, a couple hundred thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Compared um, to, like, big names, whatever. Right, exactly. Compared to the numbers he's putting up. 
So even that was still like, man, like Antonio's got a point. Like Juju could potent is kind of like hamming up Ben Roethlisberger a little bit, you know, when he doesn't really need to. But then Antonio goes to bash Juju. He says, you fumbled the ball. You fumbled the season away. Okay, so first of all, yes, Juju did fumble. And if Juju doesn't fumble, the Steelers probably win that football game. Here's the problem. If Joe Hayden doesn't get pass interference called on him, we probably win. If Chris Boswell doesn't slip and fall in the Raiders game, we probably win that game. If Ben Roethlisberger doesn't throw a terrible interception against Denver, we probably win. If Sean Davis doesn't blow Joe Hayden up in the end zone when he's trying to break up a touchdown pass and the ball just falls into Keenan Allen's hands, we win that game. If any of those things happen, the Steelers make the playoffs. It, not one of those things had to happen. Just yep. not, not all of them, one. The Steelers were a half a game out of making the playoffs. Yep. Any one of those things needed to happen. So, no. Juju didn't fumble the postseason away. That's the part. That's the thing I'm like, it's it's such a, and it's almost kind of like the same mentality that Steeler fans have. Like when you bring up the Jesse James game and they say, oh man, the ref screwed us because Jesse James scored a touchdown. Like, no, no, Ben Roethlisberger, Todd Haley, and Mike Tomlin are assholes and don't know what to do in clutch situations. And they had three different play calls at the line of scrimmage. And Ben had one route and three people swarmed to Antonio Brown and picked him off. Because the Steelers don't, the Steelers have horrible coaching, and they don't know what to do in those situations. Like people forget about that part. People forget about Sean Davis running into Joe Hayden in the end zone, and Keenan Allen catching that pass. The only thing Steeler fans remember is, "Oh man, the false start." Beep, 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 beep. They don't remember, you know, th- that part. They rem- they don't remember the oh Chris Boswell missing the kick. Our defense gave up the the score. They don't remember. Ben Roethlisberger standing on the sideline with his helmet on next to Mike Tomlin when Josh Dobbs was out there for like the entire third quarter and our offense was just punting over and over again. So I hate the selective memory of Steeler fans most of the time and Steelers media. And Antonio is like doing that. He's being selective. He's like, oh yeah, man, Juju threw the season away. And here's the problem is that the only thing this really accomplished is, like, damn, are people going to love Juju more now? Oh, yeah. Like, the people were already in his corner. Right. And Even non-Steeler fans, man. He is he is the brightest spot, like, as far as, like, personality goes in the NFL right now, yeah. in my opinion. And he... I love that, that man. He's that lovable... He, he's a great guy. He is a lovable player. He's going to be a lot more lovable after all this shit. Right. Right. And I think that, and this kind of goes in correlation to what some people are saying now, is that, like, all of this, all of this, like, bad crap that's happening to the Steelers stemming from last season into this offseason is actually not a bad thing. And that it's going to, like, provide them with the one thing that they haven't had in, like, five years, which is focus. (laughs) Like, they just... It's like the Steelers are like the 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 preteen that goes in for the driving test that hasn't studied, but they like drove in the parking lot with their mom, <laughs> so like they know they can do it. They just haven't prepared for anything. So like a lot of people are thinking that like, because Ben 
Roethlisberger came out and be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that radio show anymore. And I'm like, cool. That probably just means you're going to shit talk him in press conferences because mm. you still do those. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Antonio is basically so – Antonio Brown was so just hurt, like just deeply by like I guess this idea that he was not allowed – to voice himself and voice his opinions and voice when he was upset about something in Pittsburgh, even with like his own quarterback that now it's just like, it's, it's, it's boiled up so much in him that he like can't help himself. Like he's turned in like his, I, I, I made this analogy about like myself actually, where like whenever like Antonio has like a thought to say something, he's more of a plate than a bowl. And you try to pour water into it. Like, if the water is the thought or the feeling that he has, you pour it onto the plate and it just goes everywhere. It can't hold it. He just has to immediately say it versus, like, you know what? Why wouldn't you just say it's, like, somebody who has a coloscopy bag? (laughs) Corey, because that's really gross. (laughs) I mean, like, it makes more sense than pouring water on a plate. Well, because you could just... When are you ever going to pour water on a plate? You shouldn't. You should pour it in a bowl. You know how many people have to use coloscopy what if bags every day plate? and have to shit as soon as they eat? There are hard nose. A lot. I don't know. There are hard nose. The there's, there's more there people with heart. coloscopy bags than that are pouring water onto a plate. Fair enough. Factually correct, yeah. I'll give you that one. I don't there's know. There's probably more people with coloscopy bags right now than that's ever poured water on a plate. <laughs> ever. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have a coloscopy bag, but I have poured water on a plate. I doubt it. Why? Stop playing favorites. <laughs> you ever done dishes before? No, he's not you don't get to count dishes. I'm talking like you pour, pour water. water into the sink and then you put the plates into the sink. Not when you rinse it off. No. But that just you know, we're talking You're like not for- pouring water on it. The faucet is. There you go. Hey, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> Try to get dumb. around one of us. That was dumb. But Bo- no. bottom line of this whole thing is you don't pour water on a plate. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. No, I I just Antonio. <laughs> Show me one person that pours water on a plate, and I'm gonna fight him right now. <laughs> Sign me up for Barstool. I didn't. I fights. I didn't I'm think. I rough and rowdy. Here I'm it gonna, comes. I'm gonna fight them at the Cavelli Center. <laughs> I didn't think the analogy would upset Corey that much. So I was funny. because I was just thinking like you know what Kuiper's good at he's good at making analogies that's what he's good at if there was one thing that he was good at oh I would God. pick that I mean he's good at a lot of things but that's probably the best thing he's good at and then you go and make that shit analogy oh my and it's God. not a shit analogy it is because you never pour water on a plate right why would you never do it though because it would go everywhere. What? That's the point of the analogy, is you would never do it because it would go everywhere. It's not the purpose for it. Why don't you make an analogy that's relatable? <laughs> this is the most legendary conversation you ever had oh on football after dark class. Oh, my God. This is – I don't know what to think. Anyway, bottom line of this, now analogies aside, is Juju Smith-Schuster is the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Antonio Brown is the past. Plain and simple and – and if the future of the franchise is Juju Smith-Schuster, it is looking a little brighter. There's no guarantee he's going to be as good, so you can't really say that. That's no, not I guaranteed mean, yet. Been, like, statistically, he's been doing just as well, and he's made more of an impact in a shorter amount of time. Well, I mean, he's he was 
in a different role this early in his career than Antonio was this early in his career. Right, right. James Washington got to step up. Or if we, or if my my nightmare of a first round comes through and we just take Marquise. Marquise. Oh God. <laughs> We're going to be doing uh, – I guess we could just plug that. We're going to be doing that live stream of the draft. I'm letting you all know right now, when the Steelers draft pick is set to come up, if I hear the words Marquise Brown at the 20th pick, I will I will drop kick the camera. Like, the stream will end. <laughs> like, I will be so pissed off. <laughs> I'll be so mad. Like, especially if, like, a lot of, like, like if Greedy's there, or, like, those two good corners from Washington are all there, and we take – Marquise Brown, who's smaller than I am, <laughs> not built wise, but like stature, he is about my size, but shorter. I'll be so mad, and she was like, oh, "We're just gonna take Antonio's cousin." I will, dr- I will drive to Pittsburgh and punch Kevin Colbert in the face. Yo, we like, can stream us driving there. <laughs> I don't know if that'll work. Yeah, we'll mobile live stream it. You know what All I'm right, saying? Cool, Call yeah. us cash because we're petty. That's right. Petty cash? Petty cash. Take it out of the petty cash fund. Why wouldn't you say call us Tom because we're petty? Why wouldn't you say call us John because we're petty? John Petty? Johnny Cash. That's not (laughs) not what we're going with That was an extra level. I like like the thought on that. I I was trying to think of the NASCAR driver with the name Petty because I know there's one. Richard Petty. There you go. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Goddamn God Dale Earnhardt. And we've come full circle here on Football After Dark. If you want to uh, support us on Patreon, please do that. We have a $1 tier, a $5 tier, and $10 tier. Can you tell us what those tiers are? You're the fat pot fatty, the big fatty, and then the fat fatty. Yes. Not what it is at all. <laughs> it's a goddamn big. Dale or her I fatty. thought it was the super fatty. It, it is, is the, the super, super fatty, fatty tier. And you get access to all the bonus content that we promise you every week and that you get every Well, every two other weeks. week right now, yeah. Because you get a lot of deep cuts, and we had a deep, deep cut this week. Um, it was, yeah, the, oh man, I, I ummed and almost dead aired after we <laughs> talked about before this that we weren't going to do that tonight. That's why I'm trying uh, to talk more. It's okay if it happens. I told you I was going to edit it out. I know, but that's I want to make it harder for you to edit. I'm a good edit boy. I'll be okay. You, get over it. Hey, <laughs> before, we, uh, before we sidebar back into this, we need to just last minute talk about uh, Le'Veon Bell's part of this whole thing. Oh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell's... Uh, interjection in this was that while this was happening james connor texted him not a dm not some tweet just actually texted him and said hey man like i just want to thank you like the entire time like you were in pittsburgh you were like super real you weren't like mean or like fake or anything like that and ever since like even now that you've been gone you're like still the same way you aren't like dragging people and talking bad about people all that stuff, and Le'Veon was like, "Man, like that's awesome. Like I'm gonna put it out there and show everybody that like this is how a team, like team ex teammates, should be." Yeah, right. well, the difference again, between like, a running back and a wide receiver. Once again, future looking good. But again, and and I actually tweeted this earlier. I was like, "I love that Le'Veon did this because I hated the the take. You can say anything you want about Le'Veon Bell. He's greedy. He's delusional. Whatever you could say. But what you cannot say about Le'Veon Bell is that he was out." against the like against the team like it was strictly a money thing it was the the his fact livelihood that, his livelihood and the fact that the Steelers promised him things that they, they went back on and he felt like 
that, that he basically felt wronged by the franchise and like wow like you told me you were gonna do this and then yeah. i was available for you all year long for the first time ever i played great i had 1400 for like 400 touches like Le'Veon bell is still at least as far as i know he's still in the top he might not be number one anymore but going into the year before he sat out he was the number one running back all time in scrimmage yards per game like that's insane oh yeah for sure like that's like he the dude hasn't even like he he's at what was he 26 now like yep. that's all that that stat alone is like wow like that's a hall of fame number mm-hmm. like you get that stat like you're a hall like think about all the running backs in the history of the nfl levy bell's number one so like i don't know if he is now but like no, it's like he it's sick he felt like wronged by them so it wasn't anything against like the Steelers. Like, that's the one thing I like that Antonio Brown has done repeatedly is Antonio Brown always says, like, I loved, he puts it in his own way. He's like, but he loved Steeler fans. He loved playing in Pittsburgh. He loved, because Steeler Nation, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he loved the fans in Pittsburgh. Like, he he's, numerous times he has said, like, nothing but love for you guys. I loved playing there. You guys were awesome. You guys, <laughs> I'm from... You know, like you took an, a kid in from Central Michigan that you never knew about, and you embraced me and you loved me. Like he like shared the gif of him getting when he tore his his calf in the Patriots game, and he was getting carried off, and the fans were chanting MVP. He's like he so Antonio Brown has at least done that. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like true. he's at least like not thrown the fans out. Like man, you guys vilify me and boo 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 boo, which Le'Veon kind of did, but like I guess so. Like they're both kind of like. Yeah, a little yin and yang. They're, they're a little yin and yang. Like, yeah, Le'Veon's kind of like, man, the fans turned their back on me. But, like, the the I still got my back for, like, my boys and my teammates. You know, I'm not going to trash talk anybody and all that stuff. Whereas Antonio's was like, I love the fans. The fans are great. Man, Juju, you suck. Dang. Like, you, even though you put up statistical more yards than I did last year, and we both made the Pro Bowl. You know what is disgusting about Le'Veon Bell's? text message though hmm. the fact that he's got 1200 unread fucking text messages that's what get i you, said get your shit together <laughs> i think if i went missing for a week <laughs> i would probably have a hundredth of that in my text messages oh my god dude i, I just i don't what's it what's it like to have 1200 unread text messages probably sucks like who the fuck you know what? It, it's like it's like when you let your mail app on your iPhone get out of control. Oh my god! I had to fucking download the new Gmail app. They fucking finally made me. And instead of a little nice like little nothing there, it's I got eleven thousand fucking emails. Yeah, I don't let I don't let my app show notifications. I don't let my email show notifications. Dude, it's I, so like it, it's it's kind of like that. You just let us text get out of control. Now there's no turning back. Yeah, just turn off notifications <laughs> on that app, and you won't have that. Oh, thank God! I need to get the I I need to get that twelve thousand number off my fucking screen. Or you can just read all of them. I'm sure, they're all important. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is important though? Giving us to listen on on any platform of your choice. Yo, where 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 can they listen to us at? Can they uh, what, can they listen to us on Spotify? Yes, they can now. Can they listen to us on iTunes? Yes, they can, and most other streaming apps like Google Play. Like Google Play, like we're, we're, we're hosted on like a podcasts.com, right? Yeah, we're hosted on podcasts.com. You can listen to us there. Um, we our feed shows up on most 
podcast services as it does when you submit to iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, see, I forgot all about that. I haven't been here for the end of a show in a while, so I forgot all about that. Thank you for refreshing yeah, my Yes, memory. we are very much on Spotify. Spotify is a good platform for podcasts. Like, I, uh, if you have Spotify, like use it. It's really good for it, actually. Honestly, this is the first time I'm finding out that we're on Spotify. <laughs> I did I not know a, that until We this have a dedicated moment. group chat in which I said... We are on Spotify. <laughs> we have a dedicated. Let me bring you, you bring you guys behind the scenes. <laughs> we have a dedicated group chat. Just the four. Well, five of us. Our ex producer Josh, who is still in it for whatever reason. Yeah, whatever. In there for whatever reason. There's no reason to kick him out. But there's no reason <laughs> to keep him around. We have a, we have a, whatever. We have a dedicated group chat where I am pretty much a hundred percent convinced. <laughs> That we only read the messages we write. <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee that the four people you're listening to right now have all written in that group chat at some point over the last 48 hours and couldn't tell you what's been written in that group chat. Like, we've opened it and written something, but none of us could tell you what's in it. We only read what we write. <laughs> Jubby posted about his Twitch channel, I guess. Nobody responded to that. I posted posted the interesting thing that the fastest Rubik's Cube time is the same exact time as the fastest 40-yard dash time in the combine. Nobody says anything about that. It's literally the same exact time, 4.22 seconds. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that goes. Hope you enjoyed the little behind the scenes here on Football After Dark. And I think with that... We're, we're, we we exist in social media. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Oh, by golly gosh darn god dang damn it. Man, I, I missed saying that. I, that felt so good. I feel complete now. All right, very good, very good. So is this podcast. I don't think there's Ooh, much else I can say. I like Facebook, uh, <laughs> we don't even post there anymore. I'm gonna be honest. Facebook sucks. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, uh, you'll you'll get some fun. A lot of fun start stuff from Corey. Putting this legendary. There, no. There is a there is a tweet that I absolutely love from Corey that he put on there during during our recording over there. They tweeted it at Ty Hill. Oh, Go I check yeah. it out. Yeah. Very good tweet. I enjoyed that a lot. Go check that out. Retweet Dave. Maybe we'll get seen by him. We'll bring him on the show. I want to talk to T.Y. Hilton. You want to bring you want to you want to bring T.Y. Hilton onto the show <laughs> so just you so you can ask can about Quentin Nelson. So get at Quentin Nelson. God damn it! Yeah, I'm fucking had. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking had. I'm running. All right, everyone. You got got. Good night. We love you. I love you. I don't. I'm confused <laughs> and uncomfortable.